Hi everyone, this is Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Everything is Football. Don't go away. Hello everyone, I'm Mark Geshwin, and welcome to another EIF podcast. It's Monday, July 25th, and I'm here with Joaquin Dermar Perez, and we're here to get you caught up on today's news and all of the weekend roundup. And we're going to start with the two huge headlines of the weekend. Everyone will have seen these stories Polo Toure has left the Premier League to join his former boss, Brendan Rodgers, deluded Brendan, up north to join Celtic, and the second one being Lionel Messi, in in honor of his idol, Aaron Ramsey, has decided to go with the bleach blonde hair to start this new campaign and start a new leaf in his Barcelona career. So, so, so Joaquin, quick quick thoughts on these on these just. Huge, huge headlines. Thoughts on these massive, massive news pieces. Uh, emotional goodbye to Colo Toure. Uh, we won't be able to hear the ya 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 Colo Colo chants anymore. Just imagine Sad. if Yaya leaves the Prem as well. That would be <sighs> awful. Mm-hmm. But um, Messi. I mean, you know what? If the if the good look. Can uh can bring in a World Cup in 2018? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean he's clearly clearly just trying to channel his either inner Aaron Ramsey. Perhaps Phil Jones was making the rounds as well for that. Fabio Barini, he's been said to have been inspired by him as well. So he's it's clear, he's channeling it's, it's, um he's channeling his inner Dragon Ball Z evolution, and he's just gonna absolutely torch defenses next year and show why Ronnie shouldn't win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps even a little homage to Daenerys Targaryen. Maybe, maybe, oh. maybe that's where he, maybe that's where he's getting his inspiration from. You know, that's fantastic. Love the reference. But in all seriousness, we'll get you caught up on the actual two big news stories of the weekend. One being that Gonzalo Higuain looks set to join rivals Juventus on a ninety-four million euro move. Absolutely ludicrous fee, but would definitely be a signal of intent for Juventus. And the other one being that Riyad Mahrez, not, I'm not going to say looks set, but there have been rumors abound that he may be in line to join Arsenal for a reported 45 to $50 million. <sighs> Two huge signings that would clearly shake up the window, shake up the face of European football this season. They, they stunned me a bit. What, what, did, what was your take on them? I guess uh, let's let's go league by league. Let's start with the the big one in the Serie A. Um, I think it's kind of a dumb move from Juventus. I feel like they could, um, you know, stick with Dybala and stick with Mandzukic and be completely fine in the striker positions. And I think that uh, having they play in such a rigid format that if you if you gave Dybala more and more minutes and and sold off Morata. Like I don't think there are any issues. You know they have guys like Zaza to be backups and whatnot. So uh, I think that's fine. But I think uh, they prepared for the Pogba leave by signing Pjanic, and eventually I do believe Pogba will go to Manchester United, and that is a huge sum of money that they're going to get. But they're throwing it down the drain by <laughs> signing. I think Iguain is like twenty eight, twenty nine. I mean it's just. I, I feel like it's a pointless signing. He's old. I mean, sure, maybe he's in your prime, but he's not that player that's going to 
give what Juventus needs, and it's like to make that push to win a Champions League. That I think that's their ultimate goal, just like like a PSG to give that extra push. They're already dominating their local tournaments, but they want to make that international push. And I don't think Iguain is that player. Well, and it's also interesting just because they've really done their a real Bayern Munich in this case. Bayern mm. Munich for years have been pinching players off Dortmund and sort of making the league a, a, a real non-event, even though, it, you know, much like for Bayern, Juventus has been cakewalking the league for years. But, I mean, this will really... Napoli were their biggest challengers last year. This is going to create a huge hole for Napoli now. And maybe they're thinking, you know, make the league even easier, rest even more players on the weekend, and then focus your entire attention on the Champions League. It's kind of similar to PSG and, and like I said, Bayern. Um, you know, they will essentially be in one league, and that is the Champions League, and maybe that's their thinking. Um, and if that's mm-hmm. the case, then I understand it because – I am kind of with you that I don't know how much better Iguain makes them. I do think he's an upgrade on both Morata and Mandzukic. But will he mm-hmm. really be the difference between them, you know, losing to Bayern Munich in the Champions League, which they did last year, and advancing? I'm, I'm not so sure. But I do think that in terms of it being, you know, a strategic move, it makes sense. But... Like you said, the 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 fee is just absolutely ludicrous. I think they would have been better off, you know, bidding 50, 50 60 million and then trading Mandzukic to them in the process, or you know, one of their sixty-two defenders that they have now. So I think they could have been more economical about it, but I do think it makes sense for Juventus. Mm. Definitely a, a a topic of debate, but um, now let's go to the the signing you were talking about in La Liga. And um, I was thinking earlier about the pros and cons of the, of the Gamera move. Uh, there are definitely, in my, my opinion, more cons, but I do see why there could be some pros. Um, so the obvious cons are you've got the MSN, so where does Gamero fit into that system? Where, where does he get his playing time? I mean, he's, he's a very, very good player, and he showed it with Sevilla last season, uh, leading them to another uh, Europa League title. So where does Gamero fit into that build? You know, it's like Barcelona, do they really need that many more uh, forwards? They can play Messi as a striker if Suarez is out injured. Um, even Neymar can play at striker. He's he's shown to be a, a floating false nine sometimes for Brazil. So, I mean, I it, from that point of view, it doesn't make sense. But I was thinking back to those games when Barcelona had some difficulty. And I'm looking specifically at the game that Barcelona played at Atletico de Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinal. And Luis Enrique, in my opinion, is a good enough coach where that if if Barcelona on the training training grounds trained a 4-4-2 where you have Messi and Neymar as wingers and played with two strikers and had Gamera more of a floating striker underneath Suarez, I think he's good enough to do that. And it's a tactical surprise that Barcelona's not used to playing like that. But I'm, they're definitely technical enough and smart enough to be able to play with the two-striker system. And if they want to throw a team off balance, they could play like that from the get-go or at halftime make a, sub, a quick substitution and go to a 4-4-2. 
But uh, Mark, what do you think about that? I think that would be a an, a pro to ha- having a guy like Gamero. It's like a tactical uncertainty and a and a change of of what's expected from Barcelona. If you see what I mean? Yeah, it could definitely be an interesting uh, move for Barcelona to bring in Kevin Gamero. It would give them some options. But I sort of agree that I. I just don't really see him fitting in because he just simply wouldn't play. I mean, when Suarez is healthy, when Messi's healthy, when Neymar's healthy, they are never going to not be in the starting 11 unless it really is, you know, some sort of cakewalk game against, uh, you know, Granada at home or whatever it might be. So it, it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But then we'll jump to the final transfer that I was talking that I mentioned earlier, which was Riyad Mahrez to Arsenal. We've seen Conte leave we saw Vardy already reject Arsenal so to me this just makes absolutely no sense how can how can you look Vardy big Jamie Vardy in the eye if you're Riyad Mahrez and say you know we just won the league I know you rejected Arsenal but I feel that I should go to Arsenal keep 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 the team together Conte's gone that's all right you've got Nampali's Mendy who's you know Conte 2.0, he'll do the same thing in there, so you're all right. But keep together two of the three Musketeers, have a good run in it, and see what you can do. This is this would this would be incredibly upsetting in my opinion. And it's also that Leicester has made a conscientious effort to bring in other talented pieces around their core that they had last year to be better than last year. And it's like they've made pushes to get good players. Like Alfred Musa is a is an, is a great signing for them, you know, because they always had troubles finding another consistent forward that would show up in in moments other than Okazaki and Ujoa. Because I mean, let's face it, both of them, both of those guys are not exactly your Champions League caliber striker. And Musa at CSK was definitely effective and is definitely very pacey and fast, and would take some pressure off of both Riyadh and and Jamie. But I think going to Arsenal is just a downgrade for your career. It's like you just won the Premier League and you built your whole entire brand and your fan base and your and your love and support at Leicester and you want to go to a team that's been consistently proving people how disappointing they are in the past few years and Wenger refuses to spend big and go big with players, and the only time he does it, it's for a center mid like Ozil, but he doesn't build any good pieces around Ozil. So I, I don't know. I think I think the Riyadh move, I mean, for a lot of people, it would make sense. I mean, going to Arsenal gives them a lot of more international exposure, brand, branding and marketing opportunities. Algerian fans would flock to Arsenal and, and whatnot, but sentimental value, I don't see it, and I think he should stay. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, that's all we have time for today. Um, thanks so much for listening, and check us out tomorrow. I'm sick of playing it by the books. I think we should get a room. Yourself and your shoes ain't off the shelves. You straight out of magazine. Feel things I ain't ever felt. Yeah. Yama, yama, D-N-A-E.